Welcome everyone to another exciting podcast for Pastrami Nation, the meat of pop culture. I'm Nolan and I am here with co-founder of Pastrami Nation, Jason. Hi everybody, how you doing tonight? And we are joined by three extraordinary gentlemen. First we have my good friend Michael. Hey, how's it going guys? It's Michael, glad to be here again. We have QBC Toys and More owner Robert. How's everyone doing tonight? And we have a very special guest. We have Nick Champion. Hey, everybody. Hope everybody had a happy new year and everything's going good in the world. So we have a lot to talk about. Of course, a lot has happened at the end of 2016 and, of course, coming into 2017. And you can't talk about what's happened without bringing up um, Carrie Fisher. And that was such a huge loss um, for everybody. And everybody at this table, I'm pretty sure, is a Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just devastating to see what happened to to Carrie Fisher. And then, of course, her mom passing away shortly after. Um, Does anybody have anything they'd like to say on the passing of Carrie Fisher? Just very sad, you know. It just when she had the heart attack, that was a shock. But then you think, okay, she's Carrie Fisher; she's going to pull through. Then what? Three days later, she dies, and you're like, whoa! It just hits you, you know. That's Princess Leia. That's a character, somebody we all knew her as. You know, we all grew up uh, seeing her as that, and just to know that she's gone after we just saw her in Episode Seven, it's like a total shocker, you know. And to have her mom pass away literally the day after, very very sad. Yeah, that's like that's just true heart- heartbreak, especially yes. for a woman who's so strong and independent like Carrie. You know, it's just sad to see. Absolutely, I think uh, KFI's Mo Kelly kind of really summed it up when he equated her death to the death of Princess Di for many Americans because mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher was our princess, the American yeah. princess. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She meant a lot of things to to a lot of people, um, and we all knew her, you know, on the screen. You know, I'm sure she had an impact to people she knew personally, but we spent a lot of time with her in all these movies, you know what I mean? Uh, the original trilogy and watching her in Seven and even that cameo in Rogue One, even though it was a digital thing, it was still the last line we got to hear from her character was hope, and I think that she gives that to, uh, you know, men and women in general um, on and off the screen, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a big loss for everyone, and... I think they'll honor her in some way, shape, or form. She, obviously, they finished filming episode eight already, um, and I'm sure she'll play a big role in that. But it's it's sad she was our princess, and you know, may the force be with her. And and uh, she yes. she was a big deal, really big deal. Absolutely, and you know, I've had some people say like, you know, well, it's just an actor. Why, why were you so broken up about this? But she did far more than just an actor. Mm-hmm. For one, she portrayed a character that. She was that strong female lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in a world of, you know, damsels in distress and whatnot, she was a freaking general. Mm. I mean, that's pretty huge. And if you look outside of Star Wars, she was a huge champion for mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, she dealt with quite a few demons in her life as well. So um, she's not just an actress. For somebody to even say that is just total disrespect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, she, she yeah, was so definitely. much more. Yes. I agree, and of course, you know, we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to you know the, her family, and um, I think you said it best, Michael. You know, may the force be with her. Mm. Absolutely. Um, well, let's move on to something pretty awesome, something great. Um, we want to talk about a little comic book company called Valiant, and for many of you, you might not know what Valiant is. Uh, for three of us at this table, 
we're gung ho over it. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the that's for best sure. companies out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first, let me go ahead and throw this to Robert. Robert, t- if you can tell us, break it down. Valiant Entertainment. Why is it so important? Well, Valiant to me is really important because um, it's the company that I think even the big guys, Marvel and DC, should look at for what they're doing right. Mm-hmm. Their books ship on time. The storytelling is top-notch. The art is the most consistently well-done art across the entire um, line. And, you know, the quality of the books, for what they charge for $3.99, Marvel often charges $5.99. So price point-wise is right there. Um, I mean, it's... I can't think of enough good things to say. It's it, they're almost the perfect comic book company. Um, I had the privilege of talking to one of the people from Valiant a couple of weeks ago, and he said that he wants to be Valiant to be one of the best companies out there. And I told him straight up that they already are, you know, because they're they're there for us as a retailer. They're there for the fans. And the quality of the books can't be matched. And if you're not familiar with Valiant, let me throw out some names and maybe these characters stuck in your head at some point in time. Exo Manowar. Yes. And if you're not familiar with him, he was in a video game with Iron Man back in the 90s. He was that big. Um, For the PS1. Right. I remember that. It was yes. a fun game. It was. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, you have Bloodshot. Bloodshot being this unkillable killing machine. Um, you have Ninjack. You have characters that just, they fill a void that most of us didn't really know was there. Mm. Um, so talking about Valiant, we do have our very special guest here today. And let's talk about, there was a, there was a contest that came up. And our good friend Nick here won this contest through Valiant Entertainment. So, Nick, you give us a little background about this. Well, um, it was before Thanksgiving, and I'd seen on Valiant's uh, Entertainment's website that they were giving out uh, this contest for Harbinger Renegades, which is a new comic series that's out right now. And, oh, man, it was just it was just awesome. And, and uh, so the first thing you had to do was you had to sign up through Instagram, take a photo of you adding Harbinger to your pool list, which I had already done months before because <laughs> I'm just such a huge Valiant fan. And then, uh, so I didn't do that first part, but they had a second entry into it where you could double your chances at getting the prize by taking a photo of Harbinger Renegades number one uh, at your local comic store and posting it on Valiant's Instagram page. So I did that with Robert. I had him take the picture with me. And then, uh, oh, let's say about three or four days after Thanksgiving, Valiant was giving away, you know, all their, uh, it was five winners, and they were giving away two winners every day. And then the grand prize was, I think, the 28th of uh, Thanksgiving, or sorry, November. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I went out to lunch, was eating Popeyes and just chilling. And all of a sudden, <laughs> my phone pops up, and it's like, oh, inst- Instagram. I looked it up, and there it said I uh, had won the uh, grand prize for Valiant. 
and oh, wow. won a whole three years <laughs> worth of comics. Oh, very nice. So I called Robert and called my girl and <laughs> just called my best friend, and I was just like, I just won a free year's worth of comics from Valiant. Wow. It was just the most awesome day. I like how you said call Robert first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call your girlfriend. Uh-huh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, it's yeah. priority. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, I was like, Robert, you have to know that I won these hundred free comics. Like, That's awesome, man. <laughs> and, well, Robert being just such a huge Valiant fan like me, I just, you know, I know it made his day and it made my day. So it was just awesome. <laughs> so being this Valiant fan, tell me what about these books makes makes you want to read them? Because you pick up just about every Valiant title, right? Yeah, I have pretty much every Valiant title um, out there from the 2012 reboot. I haven't read most of the old comics, but uh, I'd like to to get into it. And um, honestly, I just love the stories, the art, like Robert said. like Everything about Valiant that they do and they put out is, qu- is uh, quality, you know? And not just mass quantity that a lot of other comic companies tend to do. You know, I mean, and I'm not bashing on DC or Marvel or Image or any other comic companies out there. They're all great and outstanding in their own way. But I just personally feel Valiant puts out such a great product. And, like, their characters and their universe are so intricate. And just everything they do feels more connected than just Iron Man and Captain America. Like, they feel like real characters to me. And that universe has just become something special in my life. And I just really love Valiant for it. See, that's awesome. I don't think a better person could have won that. And that's coming from a big Valiant fan myself. I love (laughs) Valiant. I am very happy for you that you won that contest, man. Um, Favorite Valiant title right now? Also very jealous. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite Valiant title out right now has to be Ninjak. I just think it's overall, within the past two years that it's been going out, it's just been great, and it just keeps getting better and better. And it's it's just a great comic right now to go out and read. Uh, it's a little bit confusing to start out because it's so far. It's I think on issue twenty two or twenty three now. And um, but another great comic out right now to read is Stalinverse, and Divinity is just amazing right now. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> so before we actually go into the Stalinverse, go. Um, piggybacking off from ninjack the silent issue of ninja oh yeah oh my god that is probably a perfect example of that i wish the other comic companies would actually look at for clarity of storytelling for quality um panel to panel to panel it was an easy read it was of course a silent issue but it all told such a very well done story yeah. you know it's it was very good very good single issue and you know sold out of it because it was an easy issue to sell to new customers i so. was caught off guard by it i've been picking up ninjack since it started i love ninjack um but i thought this was just uh, like a filler issue until we got into the um to the next storyline mm-hmm. So when I picked it up, I thought, yeah, it's, it's going to be all right. It'll just be all right. I was completely blown away. It's the mark know? of a true master, the ability to tell a story without any words. Yeah, yeah. right. You exactly. can do that, you have made it in the comic industry. Yeah, and that yeah. was that was a comic number 22 for Ninjak, and it was just all around amazing. Even till the very end, when 
you see what's going to happen and you're just like, what? No way. Like, I can't believe that. It was just so cool. And the buildup to Ninjak trying to get through that comic and get to his goal was just outstanding. And the reason for why it was silent. It was. It all worked. The, the whole story was just mm -hmm. perfect. I believe that was um, Matt Kent. It was Kent. Yeah. And, yeah. and Matt Kent is a... Well, he's he's one of the top writers in the field. Him and Jeff Lemire and right. It's to have and you see those guys. I mean, they're they're workhorses. They're, yes, they are. They're everywhere. Marvel and DC and Image and you name Dark it. Dark Horse. Yeah, they uh -huh. will be there. Oh yeah, Black Hammer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Black Hammer Department H for Matt Kent. Right. Um, and then they're doing a new Image book. Jeff Lemire is doing a new Image book. Just. Amazing where he's doing creators. the art and the writing on oh, it, wow. you know, it's. I don't know how they do it. No, I it's don't amazing. Either. Yeah, no sleep. All this sounds uh, <laughs> incredible, and I mean, when it comes to comic book and really diving in out of the group, I'm probably kind of the young pup. Of, and and I wouldn't actually. I, I'm failing. I'm listening to your comments and going, these books sound incredible. What <laughs> am I, you know, missing out on? And I would still be failing if it wasn't for Robert. Because, you know, not that it's a bad box to be in, but I just grew up with the general, uh, you know, appeal of Marvel and DC and those type of things. And he goes, you know, if you really want to kind of get out of your box, I don't know if you're interested in doing this. I said, yeah, because I would have had no idea. And it really, because I have friends that do, like, handcrafted leather goods, and everything is done by hand. And if you actually put, like, one of these books, the Divinity 2 uh, series of the first books of Valiant that I was exposed to because of Robert. You kind of put it hand in hand next to another comic book that maybe looks mass produced and it almost looks like someone just handcrafted this comic front to back by hand and then put that on the shelf and then went to the second one and did the same thing. I mean, it's just second that's, to none. That's a really good way to put it. And that's what it is. I think this week for uh, New Comic Book Wednesday, Robert and I were looking at the other books and we were mm -hmm. looking and comparing them to the Valiant books and uh, there was really no comparison. You know, there's There's not. You know, going, you know, Britannia was one of the top books of 2016. You know, that and Divinity 2, you know, my favorite books are consistently valiant. Right. Consistently. And it's what they do, and they have a diverse uh, group of books. Um, Savage, Savage, which uh, oh, yes. B. Claymore oh, yeah. is the writer, and um, it, it harkens back to that Turok the Dinosaur Hunter Phil. Um, I got issues one and two and gave them to our brother because he's a really big dinosaur guy. Oh, wow. When I read that. And number two just yes, really just took yeah, off. Number two. Because when it left off on number one, where you think, okay, soccer player dad, I'm thinking I really hope he doesn't just know how to shoot a dinosaur. And, everything. <laughs> and then when he comes back, basically, you don't see him at first. You just see the shadow standing over her. And you have to look at second look to notice that his arm is gone. Yeah. And he's pretty much mauled by this Dilophosaurus and just falls over and you don't hear anything else and then later on you spoiler alert you see his grave in the there and you're no! like oh <laughs> and, and obviously some yeah. time has gone because that kid has grown up you know of course. yeah and um i like how it'll jump back to the old stuff the then and now and uh the two different art styles make yes. the transitions very very clear and right. easy to read and follow and it makes you wonder who are these men and like, if, sure, the current when he's fighting one of them, and they have like that almost cavemanish, uh, nomadic Mad Max kind of a, attire. Yeah. But then if you look at what they're wearing when the mom's still with the kid, it's really not that much different, you know. It's like one of them would he have football player pants and like a fur vest of some sort. And it's like, who are these guys, you know? And uh, I I kind of think that 
something really bad is going to, if that is the kid, in fact, the, the main character, if that is, I kind of think they may throw us a major <laughs> curveball and that's not even him. But more than likely, all sources point to that being the kid, which makes you think something probably horrible has happened to his mother at some point, and she's probably who his strength growing up, because obviously dad wasn't there anymore, you know? Well, and you see that in the comic book, too. I mean, you see how the name of just the comics itself, Savage, and you just see that kid, or whoever he is, just turn into that. It, literally the ebotomy of Savage, of the word Savage. Mm. And he just he just goes all out. So you know at some point he's just going to lose it and go resort to wild instincts because maybe maybe shortly after we see him as a kid, his mother meets her end and he's on his own forced to fend, you know. And, and fight yeah, off these dinosaurs and cavemen and yep. everything, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. It just seems like the, these, these comics in this company, it's just that from top to bottom, and not to say that, you know, we want to clarify uh, constantly that, you know, DC and Marvel and uh, the different Dark Horse, they make great books, you know, and they have good stories and they have awesome art, but this is just a whole from the moment you look at the cover and you hold it in your hand and the feel of everything, it's just a different experience from top to bottom i think from what i've experienced and it sounds the same you know you guys are Definitely. a little more deeper into valiant than i am and i hope to to dive, to dive in like you guys have but it just it's, it's different it really is but it's a good point that of course we are not trying to bash anybody else on the shelves this week i will tell you nova number two was hands down probably the best book i've picked up right. it's so good you know and well did you read the new batman <laughs> that's tonight See, that was the first book I read this week, mm -hmm. and the new Batman was absolutely amazing. So it's not taking but anything away from exactly. that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I just no. can't say that consistently for all books that Marvel puts out or all books that DC puts right. out. Yeah. There's gems that are out from every single company. Marvel likes to throw a lot of stickers Valiant, at us. Yeah. Valiant tends to have an entire diamond mine. Wow. And yes. their latest, you know. their latest story. I mean, the Stalinverse. Stalinverse. Oh, yeah, they always so do a good. really good job on their. Uh, they do four part series, and this is this is Stalinverse. It's a, it's not alternate reality. They were clear to say that this is not an alternate reality. Something happened to turn the world into this, where Stalin rose to power and the Russians won the space race, and divinity has something to do with this. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. see our heroes, like, well, I guess you can call them a hero. But you have Bloodshot, and you have Exo Manowar, who are hardcore dedicated to the Russian cause. Um, when I read it, I got a very Age of Apocalypse feel from X-Men, uh, how Bishop was there, and he saw this whole world that he knew it was wrong, and Ninjak is our bishop. Which I thought was a great twist. Yes, mm -hmm. it was. Put awesome. the deadliest man in the Valiant universe in there as the man who knows what's going on. So, um, any any thoughts on Stalinverse so far? Amazing, um, and especially the Commander Bloodshot, Clinton Crane yes. knocked it out of the park. His digital artwork, and I'm not normally a huge fan of digital artwork, but his he's easily one of my favorite artists, and. It fit the mood of the story. It well paced, um, just absolutely amazing. Um, seeing Bloodshot just at moments, just like kind of standing there waiting for clarification on what to do next, you know, and almost as if it, the people that he was going up against weren't even there. Yes, you know, it was amazing. 
Right, and, and of course, yeah, the artwork on there was just drop dead gorgeous. Um, well, I like how you you know something horrible happened to all those people without even them showing it. <laughs> yeah, with the part where bloodshots. Uh, I disabled the uh, unarmed ones with uh, knives and swords. It's like, so you know, they they met a brutal end. Exactly. Or when all those people went into the water, you knew what was coming next oh, without even in, having in to the show it. actual you know? divinity, yeah, yeah, that was yep. insane. Yes. When he was like, yeah. I told them to all go in the water. I was like, oh. <laughs> and even he was like, oh. Like, and they did it. Yeah, so you know big things are coming from it, and as Robert pointed out before our podcast, we know that parts of this Divinity 3 Stalin verse are gonna, that will be carried over into the regular Valiant universe. So it's not like you're investing your time into characters that you'll never see again, which sometimes it happens with crossovers. I, I don't think I've seen anybody from DC 1 million anytime soon, but, <laughs> <laughs> but with this you will. And um, who is that, our main character that they've talked about we will see? The Red Legend, uh, you know, at the back of the Commander Bloodshot, they get you give the get the origin of Red Legend and um, you know artwork by Rip, um, who's oh, Britannia. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, just absolutely amazing. He is perfect when it comes to any kind of period piece and you're actually exploring some of that period piece in red legend and definitely looking forward to finding out more oh yeah what mm -hmm. a thing to do you already have a top quality issue and then yet you're going to put a backstory in there that's going to make you want to read even more i mean yeah valiant you know what you're doing mm -hmm. hands down know what you're mm -hmm. doing um so stalin verse Make sure you're picking that up if you haven't checked it out yet. There's only two issues out right now. That's Divinity 3, number one, and then Divinity 3, Commander Bloodshot, um, the one-shot. So check that out. Uh, any Before we move off of Valiant, is there any closing thoughts we'd like to give? Oh, I got something. So for those of us that, if you're not very big into Valiant, there are characters that will appeal to you based off of who you might be reading right now. So like, say, Batman. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Batman, the Dark Knight, the billionaire playboy that becomes this um, masked vigilante. Who would be that Batman character to you guys for Valiant? It would have to be Ninja. Yes. Completely I would agree. agree. Who doesn't want to be a millionaire? Or I, I think he's a billionaire and also a ninja. James Bond works for MI6 <laughs> and is wow. just all around, has the latest and greatest tech like Batman. He's wow. just... All around a badass. And even to, to further that point, you know, Ninjak has killed plenty of times. As to where Batman, I mean, he has that, that code of honor a little more. Ninjak, he doesn't. This is what he does. So if you like Batman, you should check out Ninjak. If you like Wolverine, mm -hmm. what do you guys think? I have, I'm thinking Bloodshot. Bloodshot, yeah, say, definitely yeah. Bloodshot. You have two unkilling, unkillable killing machines. Why wouldn't you want to give Bloodshot a shot? Kind of a Wolverine Punisher-esque. Yeah, yeah, that's a very exactly. fair adaptation I'm of that. I'm failing. Yeah. I need to read these darn books, man. It just sounds so cool when you parallel those different type of characters. And you know what? Oh, okay. Especially <laughs> with the new Stalin verse that's come out. I mean, it makes it seem like the the uh, Bloodshot from just regular Valiant is nothing compared to Commander Bloodshot. Right, because Commander Bloodshot, he's, he's not holding back. Mm -hmm. The other Bloodshot's still fighting with the these morals that he has yeah, he, he wants want to, to be a human yeah, exactly but he can't because of dang nanites yeah yeah um so 
we're just trying to draw comparisons here for everybody because I think I think you'll you'll want to give it a shot. This is a big year for Valiant. Exo Man of War number one is coming out this March, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, which is a live action series, will be debuting the end of this year. And you, on there, you have the guy who played Deadshot on Arrow as Ninjak. Oh wow! Oh, yes. Okay, so, and Interesting. it's and it's uh, made by Bat in the Sun. Bat in the Sun does the superpowered beatdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a trailer up right now. If you guys have not already checked it out, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, and you'll see live action versions. Oh, well, we have a Power Ranger fan among us. Yes, um, a Power Ranger plays Bloodshot. Uh, Jason David Frank. Jason David Frank. I saw that. I saw some promo shots and some things like that he posted. I follow him on Instagram and stuff. So that's cool. It'll be interesting. It could yeah. be really big. And that's only the tip of the iceberg. You have movies coming out. You have uh, Harbinger uh, coming out. Bloodshot, I believe, has been optioned. Mm-hmm. So this is a big year. And it's a good year to jump on to something new if you're... Dr. Mirage. Dr. Oh, Mirage is going to be a CW TV show. Yes, I saw that. Speaking mm-hmm. of movies, yeah, or yeah. TV shows. Absolutely, yeah. And speaking of TV shows, what do we have coming out right now? Because right now we're at that point to where The Flash is on hiatus right mm-hmm. now. Walking Dead's on hiatus. Arrow's yeah. on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are shows still coming out. Good shows. What shows are coming out right now, guys? Grim. That's the one I'm waiting for. NBC. Grim. Grim, if you haven't seen it. Final this, season. This is the final season. It's time oh, to binge okay. watch this sucker. Um, it's about uh, this cop in Portland, Oregon, who's a Grim. He can see what other people can't see. He can see the monsters. He can see what's going on, and he dispatches them in a very grisly manner. <laughs> Usually by cutting off the head. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the past. best way, right? Yes. Yeah, it's the only way. Pinky for the rest. Assured nice. way. Um, and that's coming out Friday. Okay. Right after that on NBC is Emerald City. Ooh, yes. And that is a TV series mm-hmm. based, off, of, of course, off of The Wizard of Oz, a reimagining of that. That um, looks amazing. It does. It, it looks, really does. Yeah. looks really good. Um, I have both Grimm and Emerald City set on my DVR. I will be ready for, for <laughs> Friday night. Was yeah. that the Tin Man? Remember that giant we see in the background? Was that the Tin Man? You know, they show the one standing. I was like, what? Or, or it is it a Tin Man? It could be. Yeah. Really um, good take on it. And another show that's coming out that may not be on a lot of people's radars if you're not into anime, but if you are, you're looking forward to Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, of course, it's it's following the Dragon Ball Z storyline. It's the sequel we wanted instead of GT. Mm-hmm. Yes. Want, we didn't want GT. No. Was no. GT <laughs> technically canon? I mean, was it? Was it not? Uh, I'm going to say it's not. That whole Super toil. Baby saga. No. <laughs> According to... Uh, Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, <laughs> uh, the creator, uh, he said that GT is not uh, canon. So We're going to okay. go with that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because Dragon Ball Super looks super. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Carries yeah. off and of uh, Battle of the Gods and then Resurrection F. Mm-hmm. So you have Lord Beerus in the there. theater, which were yes. awesome. Yes. Or, yeah. Very I, awesome. I'm just, I wasn't, I'm not huge into a lot of animes, but growing up, that was the one that my brother and I just every day, I don't know if it was before Sailor Moon or after Sailor Moon or Tsunami, whatever it was, we were watching Dragon Ball Z and I'm just, I'll be a fan for life. And so I'm excited to see the stories of these characters that we love so much kind of carry on. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited. I've heard things, and I know it was the series was released in Japan quite a while ago, and there's a good reaction to it. I love all the voice actors and just the characters. Vegeta is my personal favorite. I mean, I have a lot of them. Goku's awesome as well. But Goku. Go- Goku's great. <laughs> I love Goku and stuff. Um, Nobody's saying Yamcha. 
Oh, of course. Krillin. Oh, yeah. Krillin. Everybody has to say Yamcha. Krillin. I, 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 I personally like Krillin so. with the hair better than bald. No. I don't know. Really? I, I, no, no, no. I like Krillin. <laughs> I like him bald. That was a horrible joke. Um, it's just fun. I, I, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, because we saw the GT, and that was cool. But then watching Resurrection F, bringing back the whole Frieza, and I don't want to give too many spoilers away, uh, watching that movie, because Battle of Gods was cool to see all these characters back and adding, you know, Beerus, they got a destruction, and all these different things was kind of cool. But then watching Resurrection F, go, this is the dragon. Dragon Ball Z that yeah, I remember, and so if they carry on something like this, I'm going to be pretty excited about it. And, and, that's exactly and who it. doesn't want to see Goku instead of yellow, blue fire? I mean, blue, yeah. blue Super Saiyan. Come on, yeah. that's just too cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't mean to butcher Akira Toriyama's name. I said Toyo because <laughs> I was thinking of Toyo Harada from Harbinger from Valiant. I'm thinking about Valiant so much, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think, and Dragon Ball Super comes out, it debuts the English dub. Debuts this Saturday on Toonami. Cool. So another thing to put on your DVRs, guys. At 11.30. I'll and, be there. And there's Western. going to be plenty of episodes, because on their app... Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. On their app, they already have, I think, a 70 or 80 um, Japanese episodes. Oh, so wow. this is going. Yeah. So it's going to go for a while. Right. Very so good. It's good to jump on on the you know, ground floor for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's jump to video games. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be a little more specific. Uh, mobile video games. Mm-hmm. So there's two really big ones right now, and funny thing is they both spawned from a Nintendo franchise. <laughs> um, the first one just came out in December, the Super Mario Run. Second one, a tiny little app called Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so small. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard there's like 10 people in Victorville that play Pokemon Go. <laughs> I played a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what's the appeal, guys? What's the appeal of Pokemon Go, Super Mario Run? Why do people want to do this? Oh, it's, one, it's a nostalgia thing. I grew up watching Pokemon as well when I was a kid, playing the card game. I mean, so my brother and I were into and, and the original starters and all that stuff and Ash Ketchum and Pikachu and all that stuff. And so it was something you kind of watched a TV show and you went over and you looked at your brother going, wouldn't it be cool if we can go on our own Pokemon journey and catch these Pokemon? Exactly. And, and Nintendo has d- done a lot of different things with different systems and they've got the new Switch coming out. I don't know if that's this year or next year or something. I think like it's in March. It's March. going to be this it's, year. Okay, yep. this year. Mm-hmm. And so when I have the Wii U, but the phone is like the biggest format right now that not a lot of people have really capitalized and I think Nintendo said let's capitalize on this thing that is in everyone's hands exactly. and I did that with, with Pokemon Go and I just think it was so much fun to actually be able to catch these Pokemon and walk around in real time and it got me off the couch and it got you know everyone at my work playing it that you would never think would play Pokemon we're all hey did you catch your Snorlax or whatever you know hey people take my phone literally running out of the break room, break room not on air and it's just it's a lot of fun it was just a lot of nostalgia and it just felt real to us even if you know they're celebrating 20 years last year and it was just cool to actually be a little bit of a reality for us even if it's on our phone it's fun it's it's definitely when you go home and your dad tells you hey i just caught this pokemon (laughs) and you're like what What? really wow pokemon is catching on fire yeah yeah it's Absolutely, good. and you know, people say Pokemon Go has dipped, and of course, it dipped from its you know yeah. massive debut. There are still countless people out there playing Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. catching the they're hatching these new Pokemons. Um, I caught one weird little pink one, Cleffa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so um, they're out there, and you know, I'm not gonna lie, I, I pop it open probably about every day. And if you're a mom and dad listening, don't lie. You probably were saw your kids. I saw a lot of families. I think that was a really cool thing. Is I was seeing mom and moms and minivans and dads and trucks bringing out loads of kids to these certain areas that had a lot of these pokey stops. 
and everyone was having a good time doing it. And I thought that was really cool. And you would talk to people out in these parks here locally that you would never really see if this game didn't come out. So I think that was another cool thing I think they intended on, but maybe didn't realize it was going to be so big where you walk walking in parks and actually getting out there instead of being at home and you mm -hmm. know not leaving the couch you know as right. I would probably be doing otherwise and stuff but I just think it's really cool they started with the original 150 Pokemon and then went to I think did they release the second gen is that the only 20 of them only I 20 of them they they keep updating it but okay. yeah the holiday Pikachu with the Pikachu hat yep. and the Raichu, and I thought the stuff like that is cool. I wished, I mean, I, I understand they want to kind of keep this thing going. I think they should have released, in my opinion, the, that extra content a little bit earlier. That's just me. I know they're trying to spread this thing out, but uh, even though it took a dip, I think they'll they'll get another rise as they release new new content. I like how you go by like if you go by the beach or the water somewhere, you're gonna find a lot of water types. Yeah, yeah. that's it's so like, cool. You don't get that in the desert, so we're like, ooh, magic carp. You know? no, we, yeah. get we get yeah. so many desert Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Rats and birds. Pidgeys, yes. Yeah. yeah. Pidgeys. I like the whole Ditto thing, too, because like we know you guys are tired of catching these, but if you catch all of them, maybe you'll catch a little Ditto. And you know what I mean? I don't know if you guys have caught one. I haven't yet. I haven't, but, no. Yeah, I that's pretty cool. It's a sore subject. No. no yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, I think it's a lot of fun. I think uh, Nintendo and Pokemon, they really did a great job of capitalizing on this little cell phone thing that we all use, and it's just uh, a, a little real for us where we get to catch these things we grew up loving. And I think it's helped out a lot of small businesses too, you know, because not just not just people going out to parks and stuff, but I mean, there's literally Pokemon stops everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, even at like little small restaurants or mm -hmm. just places you'd never go to, even places like you know Robert's uh, comic shop. You know, I'm pretty sure people have come here to get Pokemon uh, stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there have been people that have come in because they've found some Pokemon here and in here, and you know they'll they track them down it's yeah. crazy i just caught one before the podcast you know yes. what i mean just <laughs> opening up the app like oh wait, wait a minute before we start this that's a level you know 1000 or whatever but it, it's fun it really is that's a good point about the, the businesses though. Mm -hmm. and you know with pokemon super mario uh run also came out uh super mario run is not as um i guess open and innovative but what it is, it's a slice of nostalgia. Because mm -hmm. you have this Mario game that plays just like a Mario game. Mm -hmm. Side-scrolling 2D action. Side-scrolling 2D action, but you're always running. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's simple controls. Tap the screen to jump. Tap the screen and hold to jump higher. Um, you have the the ships, like the old Mario. With the Koopaling the, airships. Yeah, but no Koopaling in there. Oh. Yeah. But you have them, and it's just it's cool to go back to that, you know. And you have those real frustrating stages in the sky when you're like, oh, I might as well to jump to that. Yeah, like so. Mario Super Mario Run, of course, is only available for um, you know Apple iPhones and iPads right now, but it's coming soon to Android. So I, I think that popularity will go up on that one as well. Mm -hmm. Will it reach Pokemon Go? No, mm -mm. but that's okay so. because mm -hmm. Mario Nintendo's kind of competing with itself, so mm -hmm. that's all right. It's still cool to be able to play it on your, you know, with a thumb and not have to think about it too much. And you, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a fun little game. Absolutely. Uh, well, with that, I think I've reached the end of our topics. Does anybody have anything they would like to say in a closing remark? If you haven't tried Valiant, go out and do it. Yes, you won't be disappointed. I promise you. Go try Britannia. Yeah. You'll love if you if you love God of War, you will love Britannia. Yes, that uh, is very good. Well, I don't know if you mentioned it, just kind of as one last thing. But is there a movie being made of one of these comics? And if not, what comic character would you want to see on kind of on the big screen? Would you like to see something like the MCU happen with Valiant? 
You know, I mean... They've started up. The first two ones are... Sony. I believe it's Harbinger and Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Correct? Oh, yeah. oh like actual movies. Actual oh, movies. I thought those were just a YouTube... Okay, very cool. Yeah, so Good. we'll... I, don't, I think those will probably be next year at the very earliest okay. that we see Bloodshot anything. better be it's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it better be good like uh, Deadpool. Like, yes. I think Deadpool paved the way to go, oh, you know what? There is an audience for these kind of more violent type of adult comic movies. I and, it, and I think, you know, if it's done tastefully in the way Deadpool was done, you can do things right. And they proved that you can do that movie, you know, right. So I hope, you know, i got to read some of these comics and that'd be cool to see something like that. I really would. Awesome. Awesome. And I think this is going to be a very big year for them. Um, of course, if you haven't checked them out, check them out. If you're afraid of the book and you want to read a review first, there are plenty of reviews of Valiant Books up at pastramination.com. Um, in case you didn't know, we are doing our, bra- our podcast right here at QBC Toys and More, local comic shop here in Victorville, California. Um, we were in a drought of comic shops. We are no longer in a drought of comic shops. Nope. So if you need your comic book fix, you need to come out. QBC Toys and More, Hesperia Road, Victorville. Look them up on Facebook. That's all I got. Signing off. This is Nolan. Jason. Michael. Robert. And Nick. Have a good day. <laughs>